Welcome back. Welcome back to Able, the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's my song for Abo. <laughs> the intro song you've been working on? It's coming along. It is. I like the snippet that you sent me. You did? Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure about it. It has made me pick up my guitar more, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Yeah. I'm making one for Mark, and it's funny. <laughs> for your podcast or mm-hmm. a song for him? A song for our podcast. <laughs> and it's called Sing It If You Know It. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Coming soon. <laughs> the podcast or the song? Both. Mm. Both, both. Be on the lookout for another podcast announcement. Mm. <laughs> I'll be throwing them out like hotcakes. I mean, you have the time and... I do. The I do. equipment. I have the time and I decided that when I get home from work at the spa that I'm actually going to be productive and do something else. Oh, so I've been working on other things in here. Wow, look at you. I know. That's like a real adult move. Yeah. It's about time. I'm 31. About time you adulted. <laughs> yeah. I've had, I had my time to be a lazy, <clears throat> lazy newlywed. A lazy newlywed. Really? You've had a long ass honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your week been? Yeah, this week has been a lot better than last week. Good. Yeah. Because last week, was it a horror show for you? It was very stressful. Yeah. Um, I have no nails now. If you see Tiffany, her nails are short, natural, and in a French. If that doesn't say a life crisis. The fact that they're my um, natural nail length. Uh-huh. And French tip. I mean. Means I'm not okay. She's not okay. Because I normally have like length to my nails and some kind of color, even if it's just nude, but I don't. But this week she doesn't. And she's trying to bite those off. So if you mm-hmm. see her, yeah, I've been remind her biting. not to stress bite her nails. Remind her to drink water, to have a meal, to take a breather. Yeah. Remind her. Thank you. PSA. <laughs> PSA, Tiffany needs help. <laughs> I don't know if I need help. She needs reminders to do things. I just need reminders to be reminded that I am a human being. Mm-hmm. And that I do need to take care of myself. Absolutely. A little TLC mm-hmm. here and there and never hurt anybody. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. How's this week been for you? Um, I can't remember yesterday, so don't ask me. That's good, though. I mean, that's good. That means, that means you did something. That means I did things, but nothing important enough to be <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. I did this thing. But you worked. But I did work. That's good. I worked. I made some money. Mm-hmm. I'm hustling a little bit. I did have a little bit of a breakdown last week because in the salon industry or the spa mm-hmm. industry or... January, February-ish is a slower season. Yeah. Slower time. There's not a whole lot of people coming in. And this is my first year working on my own. So I was uh, rocking myself back and forth on my pedicure chair. No, like, there's no, nobody no. here. There's nobody here. You got to organize I your did. room. I did. So that's what I did. Instead yeah. of working on people and making money, I organized my room. Which, hey, you needed to do it anyways. Inspection is coming, mm-hmm. so got it together yeah i did 
and I feel good about it. Yeah. And I decided I just need to pick up my hustle, mm-hmm. hustle a little bit more, and bring in that dough. You know what I mean? You're in a good spot, too. I am. But yeah, hasn't been too bad. And That's I just, good. you know, gotta get big back in the groove. I've been in a singy mood. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I see stuff and I just want to sing about it. Like a tree. Like a tree? Like, I've been singing to the to my fur babies a lot. Mm. Like, as they're passing. Oh, the poor children. Oh, that's awful. I'm and, like, sorry. I sing about everything. And, like, I'm in a singy mood, in a dancey mood. And my dancing is not that great. So it's a lot, a lot, a lot of shoulder movement. Shoulder movements. Oh, I did have um, corrections from the oh. last episode. Oh, yeah. What kind of correction? Um, I was correct. I was born in the UCLA Regional Center. So you're, it was not, it's not a correction. It's a, I told you I'm right. No. Is it a I, correction? I didn't know if I was oh, right Oh, you weren't sure? That's yeah, right. I wasn't sure. My mom corrected me. And, oh, my sister wanted to make sure that everybody knew. Oh, boy. Here it comes. Eli was only two when he got his tablet. <laughs> Beside the point, but he was two. She texted me and she was like, he was two, by the way. Like, okay. Not the point. But corrected. Yeah. Eli was two. Eli was two when he got his tablet, so. Look at him. And now he's a grown man. So mature. How old does he know? He's like, he's still two. He's three. (laughs) Such a grown man. Mm -hmm. Oh, he loves to talk, too, so. Oh, get ready. You think they talk now. You think they talk now. I can't get Caleb to hush. So that was home Molly corrections that's good i don't think i have any corrections Mm, nope i was right (laughs) (laughs) i was right on everything i've been watching several tv shows but one of them that i've been watching is called outlander Mm. have you heard of this Mm -hmm. it's on stars no i don't think maybe jenna has talked about it but that's about it i get all my information from jenna so as in Jenna Marbles? Yeah, as in Jenna Marbles, because that's all I watch. <laughs> She's your link to the world. For real. Any Thanks, new Jenna. shows, any news, Jenna Marbles and Julian Solomita. She gets all Thank of her you. political information from Jenna and Thank Julian. Thank you very much. <laughs> this message was sponsored by... <laughs> Marbles. <laughs> Marbles. And Sermit. And Miss Peachy. Oh my god. Yeah, that's all I do. Outlander is really good. So if you ever have a chance to check it out on Stars, mm-hmm. um, then there's a few seasons out, so you can like binge it. It's really good. I like it a lot. There's time travel. There's love. There's um, different eras mm. to deal with. Mm-hmm. Different timelines. There is some. I don't know if it's magic. I guess it's magic, but it's good. I like it. You should check it out. So anyway. Today's topic is a fun one. It's an interesting one. It's interesting and fun, and it makes me a little giddy nervous. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm nervous to talk about it a bit, but today's topic, get ready. Dating. Dating. That was a drum roll. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm nervous. Yeah, but there's nothing to be nervous about. Okay, so yes, 
our topic today is dating. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to say about it. And this is just from our experiences and points of view, mm-hmm. mind you. This is not like just a broad observation of dating or anything like that. It's um, our experiences yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little bit about, you know, dating today, you know, because it's very, very, very different. Yeah. Even from when I was dating, you know, 10 plus years ago. D&D. It's also a topic that I keep very private. Yeah. Because of everything that I have been through mm-hmm. with past relationships and even friendships. It's just one of the things that I haven't shared, really. Mm-hmm. And you're a private person to begin with. So the fact that you're getting a podcast with Tiffany on it is a treasure. (laughs) Treasure it. Love it. Cherish every single moment of it. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes for both of us. We're not out there talking about anything. I mean, it took us how many years to (laughs) tell people that we were friends? I know. (laughs) And it's not like we did it on purpose. No. It's not like you're a secret friend. Yeah. We just, I mean, we don't talk about it, you know? It's not bad. We have a close circle, too. I mean, when I say close, we mean two. (laughs) Three. (laughs) Three, yes. (laughs) Our moms and boss lady. Pretty much. And, you know, there's just this few people who really know us. Mm -hmm. And we like to keep it that way. Yeah. So, like I said, the fact that you have us here sharing (laughs) stuff that uh, is a little personal um, is scary. It's a little liberating, because, well, for me, at least, I feel like this is liberating just because I don't feel like I have to be quiet or hushed or anything about it anymore. You know what I mean? Because it's out there. Mm-hmm. So, we are different. But somewhat still the same. Um, yes. In many aspects. Yes. We're different to the world, I guess. Yeah. To the general public, you know, outside of you know, the, our oh, circle, our community. We, okay. Yeah. Um, cause we, we both grew up in a church setting mm-hmm. and it wasn't just, Hey, I'm going to go to church on Sunday. No. It was high. You live at the church. High involvement. We live, we breathe, we mm-hmm. eat church mm-hmm. literally because dinner was at church on Wednesday. <laughs> and breakfast was at church on Sundays. That's nice. Oh, it was good food. <laughs> we didn't get breakfast on oh, Sunday. We did. At least the first church that I remember, like where my parents actually came to know Christ, uh-huh. like, they had breakfast there. I remember. It was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I think I slept through church sermon until my mom was like, okay, you're too old to sleep through church sermon. Really? You need to like stay up for this. I think the only time we... Maybe we should just talk about church. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can go on and on about our experience in the church. And when, I mean, like I said, we lived, we we breathed, we were church Mm -hmm. when we were growing up. Me. I'm, I'm, we're not, I'm not quite like that anymore. You're still involved. Uh, Yes. I'm still very heavily involved. I, I also live, still live at the church. I haven't stepped foot inside for five years. No. <laughs> you were there last year. I was there for your enchilada thing. Yeah, and then, did you? No, you didn't go Sunday. Nope. nope. I haven't been to a Sunday sermon 
I can't remember when the last time I went. Then, yeah. But you were there last year. I was there. I was there doing the fun cook-off thing. I got tricked into doing. (laughs) And mom won't let me forget it. (laughs) It's so good. So um, my parents, growing up, initially we were um, Episcopalian. Well, after the Episcopalian church, my parents went to a Southern Baptist. Welcome to the South. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hello, church. Yeah. So a, a little bit on Southern Baptist for people who don't know what Southern Baptist means. Um, it's like evangelical Christianity. And it's it can be a very strict environment. And for us, it was definitely a strict environment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's where I went pretty much up until I was a senior in high school. Wow. Yeah. So it was a nice long stint Mm -hmm. of uh, Southern Baptist strictness. And when I say strict, I mean... And so that affected dating in high school? Yes, definitely. Because you just couldn't. Yeah. But I, we, I, I did. <laughs> we couldn't date uh, up until a certain point because I did have boyfriends in high school that I had brought around to my family. And so um, I did have a couple of boyfriends mm-hmm. that were really close with my family during high school. Did they go to the same church? No. Surprisingly How did not. How work? Um, who knows? Okay. Because my mom has always been more... Uh, lenient mm-hmm. than the rest of the church people uh, you know what i mean mm-hmm. so mom's always been a little more chill mm-hmm. a lot more chill than the others i have to give it to her because then the other moms then the other people at the church oh, yes okay. because you know mom did allow us to you know to have yeah. friends outside of that church circle um we i had a couple of boyfriends in high school mm-hmm. and um the only thing that we really weren't allowed to do were like school dances, dancing in general. Yeah, uh, just because that was part of the things that aren't are not are not allowed, like secular world music and dancing to it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was strict, but mom had her leniencies. You know, that's that was my upbringing. Mm-hmm. How was yours? Oh man, um, growing up, I also grew up. With- well, I lived at the church. <laughs> yes. Um, was there's a Sunday, Monday, Wednesday thing? It was all day Sunday. Like, we were the the children that were sleeping under the chairs <laughs> while the parents were at the altar praying. Like, that was us. Yeah. Um, it was all day Sunday, <laughs> Wednesday, and then, like, Bible studies in between. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, dating... Well, because we did, we were Pentecostal for a while, mm-hmm. like Hispanic Pentecostal. And was Pentecostal? Um, like shouting. <laughs> I can't give you the definition, but I can tell you it was a lot of shouting, mm-hmm. a lot of tongues. Tongues um, as in speaking in Speaking tongues? tongues, yes. Okay. That was a lot. When it came to boys, we weren't allowed to date because my dad wanted us as wanted us to focus on our studies Mm -hmm. so i wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend in high school but like you (laughs) we still did yeah (laughs) 
I mean, we're teenage girls at the time. And that's, I literally wrote that. I was like, like any other teenager. Yes. Like any other teenager. I think it was harder for me because my parents were involved in the youth ministry. Mm -hmm. So I really couldn't do much. You really couldn't do anything. I couldn't. (laughs) Because A, people knew my parents. Mm -hmm. And B, everybody knew who my dad was. Oh, no. And so I remember there's this guy who... I forgot why, but they went on this trip with my dad and, like, a couple other... It was, like, a bunch of guys that mm-hmm. went to, like, another church. And they came back and they were like, your dad's really nice. And I was like, really? My dad... <laughs> my dad is nice? What? Nice. And he was like, yeah. I was like, what? My dad? Because he was at... I mean, he kind of still is. Like, he looks mean. Before he wasn't as social as uh-huh. he is now, but it was like super hard. For I have me. a story about oh your my dad. <laughs> no, I mean giggling. Oh no. Okay, so the first time I went to your house mm-hmm. is when your mom made me that salsa. Remember? Yeah. Okay, so Do I we had need never to cut this out. No. Oh my god. The first time I met your dad, uh, I walked into your house. And I saw him sitting at the end of the table. Yeah. And he just had this face on. Like, I don't know what was going on. Like, he looked mad. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, hello, sir. <laughs> I just walked right past him. I was like, I don't want to I don't want to disturb his anger. <laughs> and then your mom was so freaking sweet. She made that yeah. salsa. And, man, I tore that up. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Yeah. But... I was like, I'm going to leave your dad alone. <laughs> and then he comes, come to find out he's like one of the sweetest guys. a teddy bear. Super. Yeah. I have a picture of your dad and cuddling Wendy. Wendy, my dog. Oh Aww. my God. It's so cute. I know. So yeah. So in me <laughs> dating in the church was not a thing because of my parents. Yeah. It was just yeah. quite the adventure. Um, But of course I had boyfriends in high school right and of course i got in trouble for them of course (laughs) i mean my boyfriends did not one of them but one of another a different one Mm -hmm. because i had two in high school uh the second one i mean there was trouble there (laughs) my mom at one point was like yeah no more you can't be with him anymore and then i'm stupid right Mm because i'm like a teenager yeah i'm like but i love him you're so stupid. Oh, no. Yeah. It didn't go well. Yeah. We're not together now. Obviously. <laughs> I think mm, the boyfriend I had senior year, uh-huh. that's kind of similar. Uh-huh. They didn't like him. Right. But then eventually they got over it. Yeah. He took me to prom. But then we broke up a month before graduation. So, Fun. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, then, you know shoot a little bit forward and we're young adults you know and when i think it was at 18 about a little after graduation Mm -hmm. my parents move over to a non-denominational church which means there's no religious organization governing it yeah so there's they're not episcopalian they're not baptist or methodist or anything they're they They don't have anything um whole or, or there's nothing regulating them right they're just teaching bible mm-hmm. and it's a lot a lot more chill yes a lot more a chill. lot more welcoming yes and over there 
guess what? There was different boys. And there's a different... There was a lot of boys. A whole different world of people where it wasn't so harsh. Mm-hmm. Still is the same because it's, you know, it's church. Yeah, because they're still fall above it. Right. And so, but it, it was very different. Mm-hmm. My arms are up in the air because it was like astronomical <laughs> for me at the time. I'm like, what? The more you know. <laughs> it was very different when, once we moved over to the non-denominational church. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm choking. Church. Hello, 911. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This top has got me choked. <laughs> All right. So, the stage is set. Mm-hmm. That is our background as far as growing up. growing up. Yeah. But here's where we get into some real dating. The scary stuff. The scary stuff. So we've established in high school, had boyfriends, mm-hmm. nothing serious. Mm-hmm. And obviously our parents were right. Yeah. We didn't need them. We didn't. <laughs> Into young adult life. Into young adult life. We learned a lot. <laughs> yes. A lot. Plenty. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I learned, we learned so much about people. People, yes. And real life situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially once. And I, how scary the world is. It's terrifying. Yes. Why do you think I stay in my living room? <laughs> Why do you think I work by myself? Because <laughs> <laughs> the world is scary. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, dating, I mean, it's stressful enough as it is. Yeah. I mean, nowadays. In adulthood. It's mm-hmm. stressful enough as it is, right? Because you got to worry about different things. So, like, psychos. <laughs> Hello. We are part of the My Favorite Murder um, fan cult. I mean... Murderinos. We are murderinos. Yes. The one thing that we look out for are psycho. Are you a psychopath? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> are you a psychopath? Are you a sociopath with psychopathic tendencies? Mm-hmm. Hashtag MFM. And uh, things like, are you going to get catfished? That's, yeah. Ugh. The hard one. It's a hard one. I mean. It's why people have trust issues. Definitely. I mean, I know grown women mm-hmm. in their 50s that do you know, the dating online thing, and they have gotten catfished. That's scary. And, but it's always like this. They always come back and they tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. And I start pointing out red flags the, along the way. I'm like, you should have seen that red flag. You should have seen that red flag. And yeah. you should have seen that red flag. Because let me tell you, he doesn't own five Lamborghinis. So, yeah, he is... Uh, that's one thing we were. That's another worry mm-hmm. is cat being being catfished, mm-hmm. and other things to worry about in dating is like when you're in it, when you're, when is it okay to move forward? Like it's such a gray, weird area. Like when is it okay to stop dating and move forward with this one person, right? What do you mean? Like, cause you can date, date, but when is it oh, time yeah. to move into a relationship with that person? Yeah, you know. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. A lot of things to consider. And then when is it okay to say I love you? Oh, God. That's like the scariest part. (laughs) Because that's like 
big. That's a huge step, and I screwed mine up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I screwed I screwed mine up so bad. Just but think, you learned. But I learned. But <laughs> it's cringy. It's cute though. So when Mark and I were dating, mm-hmm. when we were just kind of talking, dating, whatever, I really got to liking him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I like this guy. I'm going to keep seeing this guy, whatever. So we're at a tea house, and we're just talking, we're chatting, and, you know, we, we wrap it up, and we're going to go our own ways and go home. Well, I have... <laughs> oh man this hurts to tell a little bit <laughs> well we're at our cars which by the way were the same car that's how i mean that was a cute that's how thing. cute y'all were. that's how cute we were that's how matchy match we were on accident yeah just by pure destiny mm-hmm. we both had little green 2000 honda civics oh my goodness same year same model same make everything but anyway we we're both sitting in between our little honda civics saying our goodbyes and he leans in, gives me a kiss, and he starts walking to his car. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you later. Love you. Bye. <laughs> and it wasn't even like that. It was more like, okay, bye. I love you. Get in my car. Yeah. I shut the door and I realized what I did. And I was like, oh my God, I just <laughs> told him I loved him. <laughs> He probably thinks I'm a complete psycho. He's oh driving goodness. home thinking like, oh my God. I'm done. I'm done with this I'm girl. With She's this girl. psycho. She's already clingy telling me she loves me. I'm going to go. I'm thinking this is it. Yeah. That will, and, I, and I was driving home and I was thinking, well, Em, it was good while it lasted. It was nice knowing him. Nice knowing him. And... I, and then I just realized it's a bad, and not, I want to say a bad habit, yeah. but like with my friends and family, whenever I'm parting ways or saying goodbye on the phone, yeah. well, we it's say I love you. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like embedded in the goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, goodbye, love you, you know. <laughs> I said it just to the wrong person at the wrong time. So then I immediately call him. Oh my goodness. Because I didn't know what to do. I'm like, oh, I, I did not know what to do. And so then I call him. And I'm like, um, dude, listen. Bro. <laughs> Bro. I'm so sorry. I was like, I really didn't mean to say it. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was fast. <laughs> and I'm like, trágame tierra. Oh, my God. Somebody will the now. earth just open up and swallow me whole right now. Wow. That wasn't the only time I thought it was over when we were dating. Well, <laughs> there's been a, uh, like like literally maybe a few weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he had been texting me in the morning. You know the the the, the you good know morning. good morning, yeah. beautiful, and this and that. Good morning, gorgeous, blah blah blah. blah, blah. And so, <laughs> on my way to work one morning, he texts me good morning, but it wasn't the typical good morning. He said. He said, what's up, homegirl? <laughs> and I'll, I literally looked at my text messages and I was like, uh, homegirl? Well, that's over. <laughs> and I just drove to work oh <laughs> thinking, oh, that, 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 was, that was over. <laughs> so this brings us to, you know, Tiffany. 
Because once I met Mark, even though we had our hiccups and our moments where we were like, well, that's done. That's yeah. over. Um, we made it. We're here. We're good. We're Ten fine. Ten years later. Ten years later. I think we said that every episode. If anybody wants to know, we've been married for 10 years. It's a milestone. That's probably why we yeah. keep saying it. It's a milestone. Well, you both. I had to. Fought for this. Yes. Both of you. Yeah. And I, I, I kissed my fair share of frogs, as they say. <laughs> Not all of them were winners, let me tell you. There's only one. There's only one winner, and that was Marky. He was different. Hmm. He was different. He didn't, one, he didn't want to immediately get in my pants. Because mm-hmm. most everybody else was like, yeah. hey. Any other guy, yeah. Yeah. Any other guy mm-hmm. was wanting to know different things and mark was not he was take it nice slow and easy mark was a gentleman very much so and he was a smart ass (laughs) and i thought that was funny (laughs) and you you know what he wasn't a church boy he wasn't he was he is the uh, opposite of a church boy to be honest and it was funny how it happened it just happened yeah. It was nice because I wasn't, I wasn't particularly looking mm-hmm. and he was just there. That's what I'm afraid not of. A, not a church boy. And, but yeah, here we are here and we're good and we're fine and, you know, we're growing together. Yeah. Which is always what you want the dating part of your life to end up as, mm-hmm. you know, in a nice, a long-term relationship with the person you really enjoy, which brings us again to Tiffany, <laughs> who is still... In the pool. Yeah? Yeah. She's like, yes, I'm in the pool. She's open. Mm. So what's it like nowadays? Because I've been out of the game for so long. I don't know what's going on out there. There's, See, I can't answer that because I don't have a social life. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the podcast. We're done. Thank you very much. It was nice knowing all of you. Now, I think dating nowadays has become tricky Mm -hmm. because there's so many aspects and details and Mm -hmm. there's too much. Right. Nowadays. Yes. It's too much. There's a lot of uh, dating venues, I guess you can say. Ways to get dates. (laughs) Yeah, now. ways to meet people. Ways to meet people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a question of actually getting your face out of your phone and getting out there and doing it. Yeah. But it's hard mm-hmm. because we do work harder. Yeah. This generation works their butt off. Oh, absolutely. All of the time. I just read about this thing and people laughed at it. They were like, oh, ho, ho, these millennials. But it's called the millennial burnout. Mm. And when I was reading it, it was like to the T, Tiffany. Oh no. Yes. Oh no. Working all the time, multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, always have to be on a schedule of some sort to get things done. Yeah. On, on time. And this leads to a mass burnout. Yeah. And where these people are just tired, sick, not dating, single as hell, trying to get buy in life mm-hmm. to even just be able to rent a small apartment yeah oh yeah yeah to pay bills yes and so well, yeah when i was reading it i was like man this this sounds like like tiffany mm-hmm. and i would assume that that would make 
dating harder. Because I don't have time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's way harder because all of my friends are either coworkers mm-hmm. or friends from church because I've worked with them before. Right. And that's like the only time I have to socialize. Mm-hmm. So going out and about like that's I don't have time for that. Yeah. And that's why I don't have time for dating. Yeah. That's that's tough. It is. That's tough because you want to. You would like to. I would like to. Yeah. I don't want to. Right. But you would like to. I would like to. You're not searching for it at the moment. Yeah. I don't need it. Right. Right. Who needs it? But need and want are two different things. Yeah. You said before that you have been kind of like in and out of different relationships since you moved to Houston. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been in and out of relationships since I moved to Houston. Mm-hmm. I may have only been here seven years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's a, It hasn't been easy. Yeah. Um, Because I've also been, like, growing and getting to know who I am mm-hmm. as an adult. Right. Which is uh-huh. different. It's different. Completely different. It's different. It's crazy how long it took me to get to know myself this well. Yeah. And... And to be okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to be okay. When I turned 30, it was just like, boom, (laughs) this is it. This is what you get. Yeah. This is it. I think because I went through so much in high school. And so when we first moved here, like, I had to deal with all of that. And I had to learn to move on from everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And grow up and be a normal person. Right. So dating was quasi hard mm-hmm. just because I moved here and I didn't know anybody. Um, but then I got to meet people and I got to hang out with a bunch of different groups of friends. And so, yeah, I got to date there. But n- at the time, I wasn't as involved in my life. Like, I wasn't working three jobs. I was only working one. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no time for a social life. Like, I actually had a social life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all I did was go to concerts and go to games. And, and vacation. And vacation. I mean, I still vacation. You, you vacation hard. You that vacation I won't good. give up. You should not. I won't give up vacationing. The day that you do, I'm coming after you. The day that I do, you better check on me. I will check you into a rehab is what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have dated in yeah. and out since moving to Houston, mm-hmm. but it hasn't been like a solid relationship. Yeah. So there's, I don't know. Yeah. It's all, well, your situation, like I said, when I read the millennial burnout. Yeah. It was you. I'm a workaholic. You are I a will admit that. You are a workaholic. Yeah. I hustle. You do. And I, I, I commend you for it <laughs> because I'm the opposite. Yeah. I hate being that busy. When I am that busy, I am so unhappy. Really? So unhappy being that busy because I treasure my me time so much Mm -hmm. and I treasure my quiet time and being able to come home and shut off is it's priceless to me I will not give it up for anything if I have to if I I mean if I can help it and so this whole being overworked thing yeah can happen easily to me (laughs) and you don't like it I don't like it so the minute it gets too busy, 
I, I, I just shut down. Nope. Not moving any further. <laughs> it's like hiking up a mountain can only go so far. Yeah. Except I never leave the base. <laughs> and so have you ever considered online dating? Okay. We talked about... I texted you a couple of weeks before we started doing our podcast. Uh-huh. And we were just talking Mm -hmm. and one of the questions i had for you which i'm trying to pull it up right now was (laughs) should i try online dating and what was my response (laughs) and you said absolutely no a million times no." no and i said what But I love how you were like a million times A million no. times, no. Oh, because I said, I mean, I've thought about getting into, like, getting on these mm-hmm. dating apps, but I feel like, is that too low for me? <sighs> I think low is a harsh word. Well. Because for your standards. Yes. That's me as a person and the values yourself. and standards that I have. Mm. It's low. Yeah. For me. Right. In general. Like, just and for me. Just for you. Just right. for me. Yes. <laughs> Not for everybody else. Everybody no. else. You do your thing. People have done it. They have found their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Great. Good for them. Just not me. Yeah. It's not for you. Yeah. You, or we haven't gotten there. I don't know if you'll ever get there. I don't think I will. I don't know. I don't think so. It's hard. Especially mm-hmm. in a church setting where you're at all the time. It still has a stigma to it. Right? Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of? Yeah. There's a little bit of a stigma to... There's always going to be a stigma to online dating because mm-hmm. of the catfishing and just everything that could go wrong. Right. But I mean, I still know, like, I have a coworker who met her now boyfriend online. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not, it's not praised about, but it's also not, like, downgraded. Right. Just I don't know. Yeah, it's that weird blurred line, right? And I I have several friends that are in the online dating world, mm-hmm. and some of them have met their spouses. Yeah, on there, which which is great. Good. I mean, it's fan- yeah. fantastic, absolutely. And there's some who are just constantly uploading and offloading their app because they just get so sick of it. Yeah, and I have one friend that said she said. If she feels like it's a necessary evil in order for her to meet people. Interesting. So, you know, like you said, because we're so busy or so yeah. this, you know, she feels like it's hard to get out of your circle mm-hmm. and out of your circle of people, and out of your general community that you need to, that she needed to get, you know, and a lot of people do need to get a dating app, you know, to find other people outside of that. Well, see, and I will say, I have been really good at trying to get out of the circle mm-hmm. even more now like i've before there was this one guy <laughs> that i talked to last year and just in a simple conversation we were having he was like you don't go out often mm-hmm. because we were ta- i think we were talking about like what i do every day and whatnot um but because when he goes home he'll go out hang out with his home. friends yeah mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do that like if I'm home, you're in your PJs. I'm in my PJs. Same. I'm in bed. Like, Same. 
I like once I hit home. That's it. I'm not leaving. I'm the same way. <laughs> but before that, like I can be out all day. Uh-huh. I'll be working, but the moment that I get home, like that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. So now, like ever since he told me that that I didn't go out and like, oh, it just hurt me a little. Oh. <laughs> And he's a great guy. Yeah. And I still talk to him once in a while. But because of him, I have forced myself to go socialize with other people. Yeah. Which is why, like, having this new friend who's a part of, like, everything that's not the church. Yeah. Has been really, like, refreshing. Yeah. And even if it means that I have to go socialize, like, I will force myself Mm. to go socialize. Mm -hmm. So it's been one of those things where I've learned... To get out of the circle. Right. And that's good. You need yeah. to get out of that circle. Yeah. I mean, you need to meet. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you're in a circle and you're not meeting anybody, anybody new, like new friends, new anything, mm-hmm. you need to get out of your circle. Yeah. You need to. It's just healthy, too. Yeah. It's healthy because the world, uh, you know, it evolves. Sorry. I can't search the <laughs> Hello, Apple Watch. Yeah, the world is constantly changing and moving and there's different people coming, you know, you know, people coming around and you, we need to know. Yeah. We need to know what's out there, who's out there. And it's always healthy to get out of your circle just to scope it, scope it out. Make sure you're not missing out on anything. Even if it means that I have to lose sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. Well, (laughs) not crazy amount, (laughs) but I like my sleep. Oh, yes. But I do have to socialize too. Right. So. Yeah. Whenever, whenever my friend said it's a necessary evil, I was like, "Oh God, that's crazy." That's but she, else. but she says, you know, she has met some really great guys mm-hmm. out of it. That she's met some, she's met some duds, of course, but she's definitely met some really great ones that are just like cool people, and it's like cool to know them. Not necessarily, not necessarily date them and be around them and you know all that stuff, but just to know them, it's really cool. And so, but that then goes back to you know getting out of your circle with online dating. I mean, you see things like Shane Dawson's video. If you have not seen, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen Shane Dawson's conspiracy theory part two, right, the one that came out on when when did that come out? Oh, maybe like that came out two three weeks ago. Yes. Pause this podcast, go watch The Conspiracy Theory, and then come back to us. It's called Investigating Conspiracies with Shane Dawson. Uh, So Shane is a YouTuber, Mm -hmm. and he does a lot of fun things, but one of his great things that he does are these conspiracy theory videos. Mm -hmm. And in this recent one, which aired... Uh, or came out he posted it on the, somewhere in the beginning of February which has been a yeah. few weeks since mm-hmm. he's posted it he posted one really scary online dating horror story yes which is crazy because we were about to record this episode our, yeah this episode which didn't happen at that time because we had to soak everything that Shane just put out yes we're like hold pump the brakes there yeah because the story that he told is about another YouTuber mm-hmm. who was very active on her YouTube vlogger life. And her name is uh, Brittany Louise Taylor. Mm-hmm. She has her own um, YouTube still that still she still posts videos and such. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but she has, she met a guy online. Yeah. I think it was Tinder. It was on Tinder, yeah. And it was like an almost an instant thing. Like they got matched, all this stuff. He was good looking. Good looking man. His bio said everything that a girl wants to hear. Like he was a doctor. Red flag. Tennis player. Red flag. Musician, composer. <laughs> Red flag. And come to find out, he's just lying, constantly lying about things. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he's lying about is that he's filthy rich. Yeah. Red flag. And he's not. He's not. And and so he starts living off of her. Mm-hmm. He starts living off of Brittany. Um, oh, and this guy is from Serbia. So yeah. he's not even from the States. Mm-mm. So he says, you know, his family is mad that he came over to the States to stay with Brittany and he, they took all his money away. So he had to get rid of his car and his apartment and his clothes. I mean, all this and, stuff. Yeah, move in with Brittany. And move in with Brittany and start leeching off of her and gets yeah. her into some good debt. A lot. A lot of debt. And he becomes abusive to her mm-hmm. at one point. And at this point, I think she said she wanted to leave. Like, she was ready to get out. Yeah. And that's when she found out she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right when, right before she, right before left. she was gonna leave. Yeah. Well, then he somehow tricks her into staying. Like she makes her, he makes her feel like, you yeah. know, safe again. I'm not gonna hurt you. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it's hard for abusers to become non-abusers. For anybody that needed to hear that, you're hearing it. But it's also hard for the, for the victim, for the victims mm-hmm. because they you love do them. feel like you can't leave. Yeah. A, you don't feel like you can leave, like you don't have any control. And B, you love this person, so you try to look for the best in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which can lead you into a dark rabbit hole. I mean, you're, I mean, just of darkness mm-hmm. with this person. And that's where she was, this girl. And so he tricks her into selling her house that she bought with her money. He tells her, oh, he's back in the family. And that his family is sending him like $35 billion. Yeah, because they were looking at million dollar houses like in Malibu and Calabasas. Mm -hmm. And he tricked her good because she said you have to have like proof of income in order Mm -hmm. to even go see those houses. Yeah. And he had what he needed to show them that he had the money. He had fake papers. Fake papers. And and so she sells her house. She's in a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. And after she sells the house, guess what? Somehow that $35 billion disappears from his account because his, someone stole it. Yeah. Who steals $35 billion? But anyway, so she's pregnant and she has this baby. And, you know, her birthing story is kind of crazy because, yeah. you know, her supposed future mother-in-law comes over and she starts really being really possessive with possessive, the baby. yeah. And start saying, you know, it's my baby. It's my baby. Mm-hmm. Which sent chills down my spine. I know. Especially the way she tells it. Because she's just looking at him and taking nothing but pictures of the baby. Just yeah. the baby. And just saying, my baby, my baby. And it's just crazy. It makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if she was the purchaser. Probably. I just spoiled it. But, um. <laughs> hey, we did say spoiler alert. Yeah, we did say spoiler alerts. But um, as soon as the baby's born, they're like, we need to 
uh, get him over to, to Bosnia as soon as possible in order to get his birth certificate. And they say things like, oh, in about six months, he won't need Brittany anymore. He'll be yeah. off of breast milk. We can take him over there. And she, he, he won't need Brittany. Mm-hmm. As if she's going to take him over to Bosnia by themselves. Mm-hmm. And Brittany's like, no, that's not happening. Well, a little bit after that, I think, like, her birth certificates and yeah. stuff start her disappearing. Her passport, her um, social security, her birth certificate. Yeah. yeah. They just start disappearing. And so she reports it because she she's suspecting that they're trying to take her, her baby. Yeah. So after... After she got pregnant, she knew that she couldn't last in their relationship, but she still tried. Mm-hmm. But the moment that the baby was born and that his supposed mom came mm-hmm. over, that's when she realized everything was fishy. Yeah. So from the like from the birth, she knew that there was something going on. Right. So that's why she reported all of her stuff missing. Right. Because she knew that the only way to actually fix this is if police got involved. Right. Well, the police do get involved. Mm-hmm. And not only the police, but the FBI gets yeah. involved. And they tell her, you know, they, he cannot, she cannot let the baby or herself leave the country. Yeah. Um, they can't get birth, they can't get passports. And they have to, you know, protect themselves mm-hmm. pretty much. And yeah. just stay hidden because they don't know what this person was really doing which they suspected i don't think anything's been proven but that he was him and that woman were traffickers yeah so according to the police and all the investigations that they did with everything that she went through Mm -hmm. the police to tell her this looks like a possible case of human trafficking oh god can you imagine i can't i can't imagine someone telling me that what blows my mind is that this britney Mm-hmm. Millions of followers. Yeah. She was like a well-known person. Yeah. Meaning it could happen to anybody. Yeah. Not just people that, you know, nobody knows about. Right. But people that have like a million people following them. Right. And this girl wasn't a young girl. No. She was like 30 or 31 yeah. when this happened to her. Like, she's a grown woman. Yes. And if that's any proof that it could happen to anybody, I mean, what is it? But she ended up writing a book about it, and it's called um, A Sucky Love Story, Overcoming Unhappily Ever After by Brittany Louise Taylor. Yeah. So uh, I looked on her website. She had a little little excerpt on it. It seems really good. But she goes into a lot more detail in the book, and I kind of want to read it just to, like, get the full story. And that's the reason why I don't do online dating. (sighs) That's a good reason. That's a good reason because yeah. not only did they did that she tell her story, mm-hmm. but Shane also went over like news reports. Yeah, Shane also went into detail about it. Yeah, the, I don't know. Like I said, in Bosnia, Serbia alone, over a hundred victims are identified. Human trafficking victims are identified a year. And still to this day, and like, it, yeah, and human trafficking like, is a huge thing. Like, it's, it's still a huge issue. Like, and they think, and I think in that area, there's about a hundred to two hundred thousand human trafficking victims. That's crazy. That number is huge. Yeah. Huge. Like, you could probably pass them up in the street and not know that they're being trafficked. 
Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, at the salon, human trafficking has become such an issue and a well-known Well, even issue. on airlines. Like, I think it's everywhere you go now. There's a sign. I have to have it in my salon yeah. legally saying if you are being human, if you are being trafficked, call this number. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a global, well, not global, you know, just a you know, statewide effort on this, on the... Uh, cosmetologist side yeah. to help with human trafficking because wow. it's such a, it is such an issue mm-hmm. but that is definitely a good reason to stay <laughs> off of uh, that's why you said a million times no to a million human, times no to, to online dating <laughs> oh i have you have stats i have some e-harmony stats Jeez, i heard this and another reason why i don't do online dating let me tell you these stats. Oh, gosh. Because they're scary. Some of them are scary. Some are... Uh, well, okay. So 40% of Americans use online dating. 40%. 40%. Of the United States. Of the United States. That's almost half of, of Americans the use online almost dating. Almost half. And this is from eHarmony. So this is a dating website that does research on dating. But is this just eHarmony no right no this is not just eHarmony this okay. is on, as online dating in general 40 i mean yeah that's almost half but which means some of those people who are online dating are also married if you didn't put that two and two together the shade uh, and it says um more men use online dating than women so there's plenty of guys out there plenty the of fish.com like, yeah <laughs> don't go there no <laughs> And, um, okay, here's one. 50% of people lie on their online dating profile. 50%? 53%. Are you kidding me? And here's what they're lying about. They're lying about their age. Nope. Important. Mm -hmm. Height and weight. Important. And job and their income. Important. Very important. (laughs) Hello? 53%? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Why? This see, this is why I don't do online dating. <laughs> that's that's a that's a good number. That's a huge number. That's a lot of people that are lying. There's mm-hmm. a lot of liars out there. Yeah. Yikes. And it says twenty two percent of the online daters ask friends to help them create their profile. Like me, you were like you were gonna ask me to help listen, you make a profile. <laughs> if I'm asking a friend <laughs> I hope that that friend would tell me not to do this. I did. You're welcome. Please. <laughs> Listen, if I ever ask anybody for help on my online dating profile, please stop me. Just stop her. Go to the kitchen, get a bowl of ice cream, and give it to her. Yes. Tell her it's going to be okay. Non-dairy ice cream. Thank please, you very thank much. thank you. Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> and it says, uh... Uh, 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 location matters, of course, because yes. it would be hard if you're in here in Houston and the guy's in Alaska. Well, I said Whoa. that. Oh, that was too hard. Whoa. Sorry, Dee hey, No. Long distances <laughs> can work. Long distances can work. We're basing off of online dating. Right. Yes. Online dating. Long distance can work. It can. It's working at the moment. Yes, it is. Danielle. We love you. We love you. <laughs> I was just thinking like of the farthest place. I was like, oh wow. shit. My sister. 
My sister's husband is in the Air Force. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thanks, Gilbert. Um, and he's stationed in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And she's here in Texas in the DFW area. That's how my sister was. It's so hard. The first two years of their marriage, mm-hmm. he was deployed twice. Wow. Overseas. That's so crazy. long distance can work. They can. Nothing. With the correct people. Right. I'm not saying they can't. But on online dating, online location dating matters. Online dating in general. Yes. yes. Especially if you want to meet, actually meet somebody like today. You know what I mean? Yeah. It matters. Um, female users aren't just looking for hookups. The only 33% of the women who use online dating websites say they have sex on the first online dating encounter. Which is still a big number. And hmm. 60% of the female uh, Tinder users say they are looking for a match, not just a hookup. So more women are looking for an actual as usual relationship. Right. I feel like that's kind of like that's always a thing though. That's always a thing. Yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't guys out there looking for a real thing, but, but the majority but the of majority them. of the guys out there are just looking for a hookup. Mhm. And that's the truth of it. That's why I don't online dating. And look look at this. 20% of current committed relationships began online. 20% of them. 20% survived. Mm-hmm. So far. It's a very low number. It's a low number. Um, compared to meeting through a friend, which was at 60%, which is how I met Mark, was through a friend. Um, so, and okay, so another one is 48% of online relationships end through email. Ugh. Email. Guys, <sighs> Listen, I had a relationship end through a text message, so I know how that goes. Don't have the cojones to at least do it in person. Have at least the courtesy. Hello. To say, to, Be to break up, at least call me so I can yes. hear your voice. Right? Email? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who? What kind of? Oh, that's so cowardly. But Again, it also depends. Why I don't do online dating. <laughs> it also depends on the person because what if they're crazy and you're like, is better? What if they do catfish? <laughs> what if I... Then you can only do it on email. I know. I mean, bye. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and common interests and looks are the most important factors. Duh. Yeah. That's a given, though. It is a given. But it's like... it's common factors go into only a certain extent because I feel like opposites attract a lot and work well. Yeah. Because everything that you're lacking, they got and vice versa. Right. Good opposites. Good opposites. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think Mark and I are very much like that. We're opposites. But you guys are. But we have a lot of common ground Mm -hmm. as well. So that's a hard balance i guess to find yeah and it's not always found it's grown it's home grown so you know all this goodness that i have in my life now is definitely homegrown it was a seedling i watered it it worked out i loved it took a lot of love exercised it gave it lots of love and attention yeah and we had our ups and downs Mm -hmm. and when we had our downs we didn't give up right and I think that's where a lot of people stop. Yeah. Is, oh, things are getting tough. I better, better head out. 
you know but go. it's there's so much goodness on the other side mm-hmm. of that crap that people are missing out on yeah like you don't you just don't know how good it is on the other side of that argument you know what i mean yeah you don't know what kind of person that you are cultivating along with you you know and in this relationship yeah if you were to just leave things as it as, as they were after an argument and just go on and leave you're missing out mm-hmm. and i'm not saying if you're constantly fighting that it's it, you know it's going to be, get better that's a different thing yeah. it's a different thing i'm talking about you know your normal relationship ups and downs yeah you know it's something to think about think about when next time you argue with your so mm-hmm. um and it's not just a little cheerios and fruit loops or argument it's an actual you know tiff yeah pun not intended <laughs> um to think about how how much goodness is on the other side of that argument and how mm-hmm. much better you both come out on the other side yeah and how much stronger and better you both become from these little disagreements and um pull and tugs yeah so conclusion my opinions <laughs> jesus help me what are your opinions i mean i guess this whole thing has been a bit a big opinion been well, a big yeah. opinion um yeah, so you won't find me on online dating. If you do see my name and my picture, it is not me. <laughs> Please that tell us. There. Please tell us if Report there is. Report them. They are lying. Um, not Tiffany. I wrote down as my number one. <laughs> my number one point in this was, listen, I don't have time. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's great. It's okay. Um, No, I think... One of the things for me mm-hmm. has really been putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. And I have learned in the past um, year mm-hmm. that I really need to open up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I was actually telling him before we started recording the bold move I made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what was that bold move? I was buying somebody a birthday gift. Oh. And sending it to them. And sending it to them. That was bold. It was very bold. Yeah. Because I don't do that unless we're together. And I commend you for your movement. And I'm very nervous. <laughs> well, a birthday gift's always nice, no matter what. Yeah. No strings attached, you know? Mm-hmm. I think because it was the first one mm-hmm. um, for him and for me to do, like, we'll say happy birthday, but for me to buy him a gift. Mm-hmm. Was different. That was a that was a good move. It was a big move. <laughs> well, that was sweet. That's really sweet. Yeah. And and that what like you said, if you well, felt bold about it, you were bold about it. Because I'm not used to putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to making the first move. Mm-hmm. That's never been something I do. Yeah. It's gonna be fun watching this play out. I'm getting my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's been been a couple couple months in the making. Oh, yeah. Her dimples are showing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we'll see what happens. We shall see. We'll see. We shall see. So we had a little um oh email from a listener 
and she was giving us a little bit about herself and how she could relate to Tiffany. Oh my goodness! From our last episode, and she, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read her little her little email. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, she said, "I heard a little bit about everything." No, she said, "I heard a bit of everything about Tiffany." Mm. What a life journey. I really enjoyed the podcast. It's amazing how you have a place to call home and grow up with family and friends. As for me, it made me think. I really don't have a place to call home whatsoever. Mexico became a home to me at eight, from ages two to nine. Then I came here and it was, like she says, this was a damn ass shock mm-hmm. <laughs> of racism. Mm-hmm. Big time. The constant moving, different schools, she did not like it at all. So it's been not easy to feel like home anywhere. So she hasn't felt like home anywhere. That's sad. Same. And she says, but I feel that once you have a good job and start new, start having new friends and family, mm-hmm. um, is better than having none. And yeah. it makes you feel better. Sometimes family can keep you from a destiny you are meant for. We only live once, so happiness is a jewel. It's my opinion, and I do, I do long for that happiness in a place I've I'm meant to be. And she says, "I love your podcasts. Thank you, thank you, thanks. That's sweet. Thank you. Yeah, she has to not name her. Yeah. So we're just gonna read her thing. Yeah, that's crazy. She she understood what you felt about. Yeah. You know, not feeling at home anywhere. And she wants to feel that. She wants to be able to connect and feel like this is home. Yeah. So hopefully that happens for her one day. Hopefully. Hopefully it happens for you one day. Oh, Jesus. I know. <laughs> People don't know how much I, how I feel about Houston. <laughs> <laughs> they know now. And now they know. Yeah. Um, to have a home is really... It's special. Special. Yeah, I, I, last time I was like, oh man, that's cool. You lived here and there, but at the same time, I'm like, no, it's not. It's it's not that cool. It's not that cool, and I'm glad I have. I feel at home here. Yeah, and I'm glad that I haven't moved around and like just. I guess I've been pretty stationary, and I'm okay with that. I think I am who I am because of it, mm-hmm. and um. I don't intend on leaving here anytime <laughs> soon. So. I mean, it's cool because, you know, we have traveled a lot and we have been to different places and we've got to experience a lot, mm-hmm. but it's still not the same. Mm-hmm. You just haven't found your spot. Yeah. And you will. No, I found my spot. Yeah? I just can't go back. Oh. Yeah. But what if you were to go back and it's like you realize it's not your spot? Then is that an alternate universe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I feel like every time I'm there, it feels like a spot. Mm-hmm. It feels like home. It feels like home. And that's nice, because there isn't nothing like home. That's why I cry in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do a video before oh my you goodness, leave. No. <laughs> before you leave Arizona every time. Like, just, just be crying. One time, I was FaceTiming my mom. And I forgot what we were just talking about something. I think we were talking about my nephew or something. Mm-hmm. I just started crying. <laughs> She's like, I "Why are you crying?" And I was like, "Cause I don't want to leave." Oh, this is probably like two, three years ago. Yeah, 
well who knows who knows what what the future holds for you yeah. if i may lose you to arizona as but much arizona as... that's a new place arizona i may lose you to arizona but i'll never lose you as a friend no i mean who's still gonna make me look this beautiful i mean you gotta only come you. around <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one i trust yeah my face my hair my nails <laughs> That's all me. If you see Tiffany Walker, yes. she's looking good. That's me. It's literally because of Emmy. That's the only reason why I look good. Oh my she god. She helps me. And asks me, when is the last time I did my nails? Your nails? Mm-hmm. Um, was it Disney? No. No? It was before then. It was my LA trip. That's when I did my nails. Oh. Sad. But anyway, I think that's all we have to say about dating and all of that if y'all have any input y'all can always email us mm-hmm. um at abopodcast at gmail.com and uh you can follow us on instagram and facebook at abopodcast yes you can and then you can listen to us on spotify soundcloud and itunes yes you can that's awesome that all that is on there. It's kind of weird seeing, like, open up, opening up my iTunes and be like, oh, hi. That's, that's crazy. There. That's in there. To see my logo out there, that's crazy. You know what podcast I've been listening to and I am loving is called This Podcast Will Kill You. Mm. And it's about, it's all about diseases. It's these two, two women. Nope. And they talk about nope. diseases, nope. where they're from, nope. what they do to your body, and no, their history. It is the most fascinating thing. For you. I love <laughs> that stuff. Not only does it terrify me like a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it's just fascinating. They just put out a new, um, a, a new episode earlier this week on measles. No. And you know what? I'm glad they did the measles mm-hmm. one. I'm so glad they talked about measles Cringing because with right this now. whole anti-vaxxer yeah. situation, measles is a scary sickness. You know what I've been listening? What? I've been on this kick really. Um, Shoshana Bean. Shoshana Bean. Shoshana Bean. What is she? Who is she? She's a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really well known for her musicals. She's been on Broadway a couple times. Nice. But if you happen to want some new music, Shoshana Bean is your girl. Nice. What kind of music? Is it Broadway type music or? Um, it's more soul. Oh. Very. Her vocal range. Oh my goodness. Amazing. To die for. Yeah. Like, ugh. ugh. Have you heard of the Emmeline band? No. This one, this girl is just a drop dead, black haired Marilyn Monroe mm. type of person. Mm-hmm. She is just beautiful. And that's not all about her because she gets on that mic and she blows everybody away. <laughs> and it's just, I can't believe what I'm hearing. And she's not, she hasn't done anything like, like I guess recording wise. I think she's mm-hmm. working towards that. But Anytime I see a video of Emmeline, I'm like, oh, let's just sit here and listen. I miss Ellie Golden. I need her to come back, please. Ellie Golden. She came back with one song. Mm -hmm. I need more than just one song. 
Mark, Mark it's not that's, that's not Mark's type of music. So whenever that comes on in, in the car when we're playing music, yeah, I turn it up and he just rolls his eyes. Oh, he doesn't know he doesn't good know. music. He doesn't feel it. Oh, let him hear. Those are fighting words for Mark. Those are fighting words for Mark. Just kidding, Mark. Mark I love you. <laughs> I got you your Supremes final. Oh, yes, you did. He thanks you very much. But anyway, all right. That think that's it for us. Yeah. That was a good one. But okay, we love you. We thank you for tuning in thank and you for just listening, listening to what we gotta say. A rant about online dating. Oh yes, and dating in general. And we want to hear your dating stories. I would love to hear your dating stories. I have a few really good ones in my pocket that I'll sprinkle in throughout this episodes. Yeah, but I want to hear your stories. My memory has been really off lately. We need some ginkgo biloba up in here. I need to take something. Ginkgo biloba. What is that? It's a vitamin for memory. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go get that. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thanks.